Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are on a path of feminine and masculine reunification. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, but we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. We infuse the sacred with logic, soul with spirit. We heal, embody, and activate a new feminine leadership. Listen, learn more, and work with me at sarahpoet.com. Now, let's begin. Today's guest, Alicia Main, is the animal healer. She is a unique combination of professional animal communicator, holistic dog trainer, medical intuitive, energy medicine healer, natural horsewoman, and soul relationship coach. Yes, she is that incredible. She is the creator of the Animal Healer TV on YouTube, where each episode explores what is possible in helping animals heal their behavior, health, relationship, and crossing over issues naturally through the quantum energy field. You can also see an upcoming episode of me and my cat on the Animal Healer TV. It's H-E-E-L-E-R. Today we talk about the alpha female in the animal world and the timely lessons that humans can learn from the wisdom of the animal kingdom. This episode is so rich and if you can't tell, I am a huge fan of the transformational work that Alicia Maine conducts. You can read her full bio on my website, sarahpoet.com backslash podcast. And of course you can find Alicia at animal healer with two E's.com. Just real quickly before we get to the episode interview, I released this week a pathway for modern women to reclaim and reunify Sacred, Feminine, and Masculine. It's a 77-page ebook that has interactive workbook pages and is loaded with information on 10 phases on this path of reclamation that I have written and derived and lived and now want to share with you all. And you can find those 10 phases as well as some little articles and information and then just reflective questions for you to ask yourself uh, in this guidebook, in this cultural guidebook. So you can find that at sarahpoet.com and sign up for my email list and then it pops into your inbox. Also a reminder that the Sacred Truth Mastermind is on sale now. It is the only time that this program will be launching in 2021. And if ever there was a time to align to the truth of who we are, it is certainly now at this time in history where we're really being bombarded with uh, what to believe and who to trust and 
we need to go in. We need to go into the truth of who we are and really activate that and stand in that, which is a really courageous and and huge thing to do. I really recognize that. So we travel together as a group of women in a master mind and bring our master consciousness to the space. You can learn more about that at sarahpoet.com as well. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. You just took me through a beautiful three breath um, piece and I'm like, oh my God, why doesn't everything start that way? Why doesn't every conversation, why doesn't every summit, whether it's economic or business or food or fast, like whatever it is, why doesn't everything start with those three breaths and beautiful connection that you mm. brought me through mm. what i i love and i'm well, like yeah sacred yeah. remembering yeah oh, right right so we're like cute. inserting it inserting oh. the sacred pause when yeah. i was working in education i became a mindfulness teacher and then i started to do that and my nervous system was like i really need this right so enough about that though i'm excited to introduce you I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, y'all. Today we have the animal healer. She has been healing my cats and me for the last six months. Uh, So I'm so excited that Alicia Maine, that you are here today and we are going to talk about the alpha female and wherever else this conversation goes is where we're going to go because that's how we roll. That's how we roll. I have chills on top of my chills. Oh. <laughs> okay. I have learned so much about animals from you and animal nature. And I was really having an awakening around animal nature when I met you. And then my cat went missing. And then you're, you know, you're an animal communicator plus, 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 plus. And so um, we were... <laughs> We were in the soul realms and I'm learning from my cat and learning from you about the animal kingdom and and all that animals have to teach us. So thank you for just being um, in service in this way, in this translation, because we humans need this wisdom right now, this translation for sure. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about that. But, um, you know, you said at one point, you said to me, you were like, lay down the law in your house with these cats and be the alpha female. And and I was like, oh, let's, let's talk about that. So that's when we first talked about doing a podcast episode. So let's just start there. Let's just rein ourselves in and start okay. right there with the alpha female in the animal kingdom. We talk a lot about feminine and masculine on this podcast, obviously, (laughs) and we talk a lot about different behaviors in humans inside of the constructs of society and a patriarchy and culture, and yet there's this concept that's in the animal kingdom, enlighten us. So, 
I'll start with um, the whole concept of the alpha male because that was um, put together by a scientist, uh, I think a biologist by the name of David L. Mech. And he was observing alpha male behavior or what he termed alpha male behavior. Um, he was studying a group of uh, enclosed male wolves that were not part of the same family. And he was observing aggressive and angry behavior. And so he termed the alpha, in terms of the male, as angry, uh, kind of aggressive, and dominating. And so that's, you know, at least in our culture, right, in our modern world, that's where that alpha male wow. um, awareness kind of came from. So that's that's basically, you know, what's sort of been prevalent in animal training world and you know sort of what's prevalent in our human world right if you're an alpha male you're usually dominant or aggressive and you know are always trying to stay on top well when i um about a decade ago i had a basset hound who's young and she unfortunately got a very rare disease and she landed up passing away at a year and a half Mm. But the night before she left, I curled into bed with her and I asked her, I said, I don't know if it's possible, but would you come back as a white wolf alpha female? And would you teach me the authentic language of the alpha females? And I've been a dog trainer. uh, I've been a fitness trainer for 10 years. Then I started studying Qigong and moved out to Aspen, Colorado and dog trainer. Um, I had been doing animal communication. When I was in York um, and learning about all kinds of healing and stuff. But when I started working with the dogs, it really hit a very deep cellular level because there's a lot of people that talk uh, and train, uh, a lot of PhD researchers, you know, that talk about animal science and animal behavior. But I was like, well, since I'm an animal communicator, I'd actually like to learn firsthand from the dogs. And um, three weeks after my basset hound Juliet passed away, I found my white wolf dog, Ayana, oddly, um, on the internet. (laughs) Um, But she came to live with me and it was very clear to me early on that she was here to teach me the authentic language of the alpha females and what I have been constantly blown away by over the last decade is it's not what we've been taught. Um, the, The whole notion of alpha, it's not angry and aggressive and dominating. Um, I also didn't know this, which she told me. She said, do you realize it's the females that run the packs and the herds and the prides in the wild? Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. No, I did not realize that because everyone is always focused on the alpha male, right? Which I think kind of corresponds with the patriarchy and that narrative. And um, as she started teaching me and, and training me, I was blown away. Because she was showing me how clear not only the behaviors, but the beingness and the essence of what an alpha, an authentic alpha female is. And 
I had developed a uh, dog training product called Walk and Sync. And I started observing energetically, kind of blown away and fascinated by what spirit literally showed me how to design this product. And then it sort of became this fascinating study in quantum physics. And she said to me one day when we were on a walk, she goes, have you, have you been correlating? She said, you really need to look at and study alpha brain waves. Cause she said, do you realize what you teach every single one of your clients when you're, when you're teaching them on walk and think? And I was like, no, she goes, you're actually teaching them the energy of how to be an authentic alpha female. She said, but if you start to correlate what the brain wave of alpha means in conjunction with what, how you're teaching these people to physically move their bodies, how you're teaching them to breathe, how you're teaching them to, you know, open up their energy systems. She said, then you will have a complete understanding of what an authentic alpha female is. And I was like, whoa. Wow. So I did. I went back and I studied the brain waves, the alpha brain waves. And what it actually means is calm and clear and creative. And I take creative in, in the wild to mean you're adaptive. Like you see what's going on and you're able to fully resource yourself. And you're able to know the best choices to make. And you're also able to be fierce when it's needed. Mm. But it's 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 the one that sees the most, not necessarily the one that's the strongest or the most aggressive or the most dominant. And when I started observing the behaviors in animals, I was like, wow, the alphas will let you right into their space because they know that they can take care of themselves. There's no They're not already defend. defending themselves, you know, like yeah. from you. So that's the start of it. <laughs> Dang. So right? Cool. And I definitely want to continue to learn from the animals in this conversation. But right here, I, I'm also prompted to just take this to human application because sure. we have really misunderstood both the alpha concept and also, in, in my opinion, what is strength in being a woman. Yes. Yeah. Will you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So one of the things Ayana, she would come with me on training sessions and, you know, it's really useful when you're an animal communicator to have a really clear being because I mean, I'm pretty clear about reading the animals and reading the relationship and the energies and what's going on. And if it's a body issue, if it's a, you know, emotional issue, psychological issue, but Ayana would sum things up so quickly. And one of the things she started cueing me into was the human body language. And what was actually happening, not just with the dog, like she'd give me a summation of, okay, here's what you have to do. And here's what's going on with this dog. But she would, she would look at the human and say, you do see where the imbalances in the human are, right? Like they're not embodying their authentic alpha. She'd show me places where you see where they're scared or you see where they're in their intellect, but they're not in their body. Okay. And so I just want to like explain this a different way or something. So yeah. you're talking about like you were a dog trainer and animal communicator, primarily working with dogs. Yep. And, and, horses. and horses. Okay. Yeah. And then you're working with the owner. Yes. And 
it's not just about the animal behavior. No. There's also a huge correlation with huge. the human relationship. And huge. you and I, that and, and I know that about your work, but I really wanted to slow that down for mm. listeners. Okay. Um, so yeah. So the you're best reflecting. way that I can explain that one is usually when we're taught something like dog training. Or you're training a horse because we all know you don't train cats, right? I mean, like, just doesn't, Do not. you could try, but it doesn't really <laughs> you work. You can ask cats for <laughs> right. and they might listen. <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, my mindset as a dog trainer at the beginning was always like, well, you work with the dog, right? And it was the kind of like that same way as an animal communicator. We have to work with the animal because the people are paying you to figure out or tell them, like, what's up? Like, what's my animal thinking? And so when I started this, it started actually from my animal communication work because I would work with the animals and they'd say, okay, now you need to talk to my people. I'm like, what do you mean? I need to talk to your people. And they're like, well, there's a few issues that they're experiencing in their life and you understand this path. You know how to explain it to them in a way that they'll actually get it. And you need to translate this for me. And the first time I was like, hills to the no. Right. Because I was like, excuse me, but they're paying me to talk to you, not to them. Right. But when once I got over my initial fear and um, really, I mean, I was like shaking. I was sweating. I thought I was going to pass out. I really was like, oh my God, I can't believe how much you guys know about your people. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe how clear you are. That you, I, cause I would never have known this, you know, growing up, I always loved animals, but I honestly, like, I didn't know what they knew. Right. And when I started listening, I was like, oh, Jesus, these are like the best therapists on the planet because they mm-hmm. see so clearly, they go right to the root of the person's own poop, you yeah. know, and help them clean it up. So that was the beginning of when I started listening to them. And, you know, I would kind of say to people, hey, are you okay? If I share with you some things that your animal's aware of to be able to assist you. And so I already had had that background, but in the dog training, it was sort of like, no, 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 you're supposed to focus on the dog and their behaviors and what's going on with them. But again, they were kind of like, look, you can massively help my person transform a whole lot of stuff right now. If you can actually ask them what's going on inside of them at this moment. Because they're not, you know, when we would start working, I would kind of get them more into like a Qigong flow of things, you know, we'd get their breath balanced, I'd get them aware of their body alignment. And all of a sudden, it's like, now we weren't just dog training, you know, now we're training the human under the leash. And when I could slip certain things in there and ask people how they were really feeling about being a leader, you know, and what... I guess, issues or traumas or sticking points, you know, were really coming up for them. Well, all of a sudden they were at the root of some of their deepest, you know, childhood traumas and emotional and psychological stuff. They would just come right out with it. And I'd be like, they were shocked. I was shocked. And then I was like, awesome. And let's keep going. You know what I mean? Because now not only was I helping them bring up what the issue was, now they were actually able to walk themselves through it because through the method of dog training that I teach, it was like, oh, you just keep them going. And now they just learn a new pattern. 
So it's not like this big, huge, you know, traumatic re-experiencing. It's this massive aha. I thought I was being an alpha. I thought I was being the leader. But what we really were finding out was there was a lot of false leadership. And, you know, I was growing through this. I was learning as it was happening. So I just always walk away with my jaw on the floor because I was like, well, that's not know the massive transformation that I was expecting to happen I thought we were just going to train the dog right well and this is how it goes when we're on these soul paths and sacred remembering we're like oh wow I just unpacked something huge that um I didn't learn in a book or in my training exactly Uh, but that's how we do it exactly right (laughs) how how nice is it too though for us when we're finally like dear god thank you I don't have to try and fit into the 3d I'm not a 3d being (laughs) No, no. Like so far. So I mean, yeah, no, I'm I thought about going back uh to study something, you know, and I was like, maybe I do want a PhD. And then I was like, I would be studying something that is already done and finite. And Mm -hmm. that's a no for me at this stage. (laughs) Like I can't, I can't do that anymore. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're, we're like figuring it out inside of the sessions and you're giving yourself permission Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, okay, I am going to talk to the human and I'm going to ask if they want to do this. And then I imagine, of course, the the behavior in the animal shifts, but there's an overall cohesion and improvement in the system of the family of the relationship. So huge, right? Cause think, think about like when we're in relationship with anybody, it could be our kid, it could be our partner, it could be a family member, it could be a parent, you know, it could be a boss. There's always the proclivity with us humans of projection. Oh yeah. Right. It's the other person, they triggered me because we, because we really learn from a very young age in so many circumstances, not to take responsibility for our own feelings and to not be totally authentic about what we're actually feeling in that moment. feels way too vulnerable to feel that, but also deal with the situation at hand. Right. And one of the things that I just consistently got so blown away by, I mean, I'd have people that literally would have these breakthroughs and they're like, listen, I've been going to therapy for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And these were women and men, you mm-hmm. know, and they, they were just like, I've never been able to get at that. And I, right. I started observing this and I was like, you know, I think that there's something really, really cool that takes place in our relationship with our animals because there's such innocence, right? You know, and there's such purity that we just don't take it as offensively, you know? And yet Mm. most of what modern dog training is, is teaching you is how to override your animal stuff, but it's not giving you the feedback loop of like helping you actually honestly clean up your own crap. Right. Can you give us an example? So someone with a dog who's got an issue and yeah, I can, I mean, because dog training is often about, I mean, it's 
manipulating the behavior. It's some dominance. It's like human be the alpha. Um, And yeah, I haven't trained a dog for close to 15 years, but Mm -hmm. um, I remember. And yeah. And and so to be learning something about yourself right there and you're doing soul level work. I want everyone to hear this. It's so it's, 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 way beyond what it's um, like we're at essence we're like no bullshit okay like and the animals are yeah Yeah. i get so excited (laughs) oh it's so beautiful well i I was working with um a client and i'll I'll change names so nobody you know we'll we'll just call her kathy okay so kathy um had come to me after um going to dog training and her little Aussie, her mini Aussie, he just literally, I mean, not only did he have his pigtails pulled too tight, I mean, he just, he had gotten attacked by a dog when they were out on a walk. And then he just went ballistic. It's like it fried all his circuitry. Hmm. And when I met her, I just was like, this woman is so powerful. I was Mm -hmm. like, I know that she is a powerful, powerful leader. And I'm like, I don't even know what she does for a living. I don't, I have no idea, but I was like, this dog came to her to help her heal her relationship to her Mm. personal power. Mm. So they came out to see me. Um, I live in Colorado. So they were a couple, they were like an hour and a half away. So she drove out to see me. And I started working with the dog and I always work with animals' bodies because I really started to understand from them, body alignment is crucial for us really upgrading our systems. And that's not just for the animals, it's for the humans as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Biology proves that structure determines function. So I worked on this dog's back and got him kind of settled, at least a little more settled than like reacting to everything and everyone. And then I had her start walking him. And I just started to notice some very subtle things in her body posture, in her breathing, in, I knew she was a great leader, but I was like, something's thrown her off, you know? And, and I just kept feeling from the dog, he was like, help her and you'll help me. Mm. So I helped him first with his body work, but then, you know, we started walking and we started talking and I just, you know, started to ask her some questions and she literally started to reveal how she and her husband, you know, had run a business together and they sold the business. And she just, you know, the thing with the dog was very upsetting because it was upsetting the husband. And then she was upset. And it just like, just kept feeling like, wow, she's just kind of been knocked off her game a little bit. Like her circuitry might be also as fried as the dog's circuitry. Right. So as we started, you know, I was like, okay, here, I'm getting the, you know, the bigger picture of like, I got the dog kind of settled, but he's not going to fully heal H-E-A-L and H-E-E-L until she really gets her mojo back. So what do I need to do with her to help get her grounded through her legs to get her really feeling like fully empowered in her body? And I had found out that she had had some kind of surgery on one of her legs because um, she had precancerous growths. And this was going back like probably at least a decade if not two Mm. but when i watched her walk i noticed like one of her legs would solidly hit the ground but the leg that had had the surgery on it it actually didn't it's almost like it just sort of swung through wow and as we worked and as i just helped her make like these subtle adjustments in her breathing 
And I helped her really recognize, hey, did you notice that this was just sort of subtly happening in her body? Her entire energy field started to open up. And where we had a dog that would constantly focus on what was in front of him instead of on her, all of a sudden the dog starts like looking at her. He starts staring at her. He start, and she's just doing her thing, right? She's coming mm-hmm. into her alpha body. She's re-owning herself. She's reclaiming and recalling parts of herself that she kind of gave away or had shut off to. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I said, I mean, I'm just sitting there with my jaw on the floor. So we worked together one more time in person. And then I didn't see them for about two months. And when I showed up at her house... I just didn't even know what to say because not only did she look 15 years younger, Hmm. but that dog looked so calm and relaxed. And I just, I said, what it, I was like, is he drugged? And she goes, no, he does not have any drugs. She said, what you taught me, what you taught me about me, what you taught me about who I need to be as my authentic alpha self. She's like, I'm not aggressive. I'm confident. I'm assertive. I'm grounded in my body. I know when I have to make my energy bubble bigger for my dog to know that I've got him. She said, and it's also helped me know that I've really got myself back. And I just, I was like, okay, that's why I do what I do. Beautiful. You know, because... That dog had been to several trainers. She had been to several trainers. Right. Next thing that was coming was go to the vet and put the dog on drugs. It was like, dog didn't need drugs. He needed to help. He had to be doing that behavior in order to help his mom truly reclaim her authentic alpha female leadership self. And you know, I, I just was kind of blown away because as a dog trainer, I'm constantly watching people training dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's such a huge disservice because there's mm-hmm. so much these dogs want to teach their humans. Mm-hmm. And the humans have so much shit. We have so much baggage oh. and shit. <laughs> well, that's like, what I, if, if I write a book, it's going to be called Clean Up Your Own Crap. And it's going to oh, be from yeah. the dogs to their from humans the dogs. with love. <laughs> Because I I mean, seriously, like we've got our own baggage. And the thing is, one thing that I realized with humans, you can fake it till you make it. You cannot bullshit an animal. They will read you in half a second, whether you are just giving something lift service or you are fully embodying it. And that's the thing about an authentic alpha female. It's not aggression. Hmm. I'm not a big person. I'm five, two. I'm, I'm, you know, my, one of my ex-boyfriends used to call me a shrimp, but the thing is, it's like, I embody the confidence of knowing myself because I've cleaned up enough of my own crap to know that no matter what the situation that comes up, I can handle it. I don't know if I'm going to handle it. Well, (laughs) I don't know how successful I'm going to be, but, but it doesn't throw me for a loop. And I'm not just paying it lip service. I'm actually fully present and showing up. And that's literally one of the greatest things that the dogs have to teach us, males and females, because I have male clients as well that like really get grounded into their beautiful divine masculine 
And mm. and it's just it's such an exquisite thing to watch these people come back home to owning their own soul self. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, let me just own, sometimes I do confessionals on my podcast, um, (laughs) that I, I mean, we all make the best decision, hopefully that we can in in the moment, right? Like I'm giving myself grace, but I was going to have these cats live outside um, in this barn and it wasn't necessarily safe for them. And the cats are a representation of the feminine. And, and it's like, I was casting that out. I mean, it's all, it's all symbolic, but, and I couldn't see it at the time. It definitely did not feel like a yes in my system, Mm -hmm. but I did not know another, another solution. And so I said yes to it. And then my beloved cat goes missing. Mm -hmm. And this is when I like miraculously meet you, but maybe that's another story. And (laughs) so lots of magic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was, that's what that was reflecting to me. It's reflected a lot to me over the last, you know, six, eight months, but that was symbolic of like, I, I was doing that in my own energy Mm. field, in my own decision-making. And it was symbolic in the animals. So there's another example of how the human shit got involved. We do it and, you know, it's just, it's a weird way, but in a way it reminds me of the Western medical system, right? We have a symptom, we're like, hey, give me the pill. The symptom goes away, but truthfully, Western medical system never addresses the root of the problem because it doesn't understand how energy actually works. It understands pathologies. It does its best to understand biology and chemistry, but it does not understand the quantum totality of what's really taking place. It doesn't even really look at, oh, you have a physical symptom. Hey, what's going on with you emotionally or psychologically or spiritually, right? So, it's it's fascinating because having studied with a Qigong master really opened me back up to the natural world. And then when my white wolf dog came into my life, I mean, I had been, you know, communing with dolphins and whales and lions and tigers and giraffes and like, you know, all mm. types of wild animals. But it was like, there was something about when this white wolf came into my life, wolf dog, she's not a wolf, she's a wolf dog that she made me start to realize she said do you understand that human the wolves actually used to be the apex predator on the planet Mm -hmm. and then that kind of led me on this crazy journey to like yellowstone and it was like oh my god the whole ecosystem in yellowstone totally Mm -hmm. changed when the wolves came because they brought the balance back Mm -hmm. and what i started to realize was oh my god humans termed you the apex predator humans mm-hmm. are far bigger predators than any wolf mm-hmm. and i was like weren't the predator in the creator's understanding in the creator's understanding you were actually the apex leaders of how mm-hmm. to keep sacred balance on this planet in the northern hemisphere and then the lions are the apex leader in the southern hemisphere that mm. help keep balance and abundance for all of nature. And the other thing that she clued me into, because I've also studied a lot with Native American teachers, 
She said, remember something. In the beginning, the creator did not speak directly with the humans. The creator spoke directly through the animals to the human to give them the guideline and the map right. of how to live on this beautiful planet that we have in sacred balance. And when man started getting threatened, thinking that the animals were taking what was man's, man set about destroying the very thing that it needed to learn from and live in sacred balance with in order to live here in, in the original intention of love and abundance mm. as the creator, you know, set out, created this, this entire you know, ecosystem. And so the, the next piece that Ayana brought into me was, she said, she said, it is not the male you, the perception that you humans have is that the male's in charge. And that's pretty much what we've done with our society, right? We've pretty much as females given the great majority of our power away to the masculine to t- take care of us, protect us, like as if we're less than. And she said, you do realize that it is the females that are the actual leaders of the packs and the herds and the prides. She said, think about and look at who raises and sets down the social order and the social structure for these when these animals have children? And I was like, oh my God, it's the female. And the male is providing protection, but he's also providing nourishment for the female. So he in in what when we look at the masculine and the feminine on the planet and in terms of leadership. Actually, we humans have it backwards. That's why things have gotten so distorted. Yeah. Well, and we don't have that sacred alpha male represented either. Yeah. Yeah. Like male Um, has been looked at as like predator, aggressive, dominant, you know, the most powerful. And, and, you know, truthfully, I mean, I have met a lot of lead stallions. I have met a lot of um, alpha male dogs. And I have met alpha male cats. And the thing about them that really, really strikes me, there's a strength there, but there's also this exquisite humbleness. Mm-hmm. Like I will never forget, I was at, um, my dear friend of mine has a one of the largest wild horse sanctuaries in the country. And remember that movie Spirit, uh, for Disney movie? Spirit, the stallion of Cimarron. No, I'm terrible with movies, but I'm sure listeners will. So she has the actual horse, the Kiger Mustangs, that with that that whole entire Disney movie was based on. So I got to speak with him a couple years ago when I was out on a trip out there. And I was like, Hey, are you okay? And he said, I need to really talk to you about this whole alpha, the male thing, you know, the stallion and all that stuff he goes you know our job was to be in protection of our mares and our families he said and he was specifically talking about like the wild horse roundups and he Mm -hmm. said you don't understand we will fight to the death to protect them he said but Mm -hmm. you don't understand how much it breaks our hearts and our spirits and our souls 
when you put us in positions where you're forcing us to fight instead of respecting the gentleness and the power that we have for protection, but we have no desire for war. Right. Beautiful. Mm. And I just, I mean, my jaw dropped and I started to cry because, you know, there's so much projected on the masculine, especially like the alpha males. Mm-hmm. And we also have to recognize that there's such a tenderness in their hearts too, you know, and, and subsequently with the authentic alpha females, what we have to realize is they are kind and they are gentle there's a very big difference that they possess and it is the difference between anger and fierceness and anger ayana taught me this one day she said think about how you women often approach things even you know your your women that are phenomenal leaders she said often women will start to ask from a place of fear but they might not receive what they need you know, to take care of something in a situation. She said, then you get into frustration, then you get into anger. She said, then you blow up at whoever's in front of you because now you're just so frustrated and you're like in an adrenal response. Right, as if that's power. Yeah, exactly. Like like we have to get ourselves to that uh, sense of almost like shaking in our own bodies to be powerful. Hmm. And she said, let me tell you what we do in my alpha female understanding. She said, we get fierce. She said, the energy doesn't go up. We don't wait till we're at that like last moment where we need to get somebody to do something. And then we blow up at them. She said, we send the energy downward. So it's very Mm. quiet, except it gets very loud in your, in your energy system. You're like, Oh my God, she's staring at me or Oh my God, she's serious. And she said, what it does is it promotes respect when we get fierce she said fierce is something different than anger because in fierce never ever attack the being you only correct the behavior she said and Mm. this is one of the things about being an authentic alpha female that most women need to understand this is not about taking anything personally we literally have to clean up our own shit of all of those places and all of those thoughts and all of those beliefs and all of those traumas where we didn't feel like we were powerful, where our voice wasn't heard. We need to clean that up because Mm -hmm. we need to be very present, especially with how the world is changing, especially with how much we have been conditioned. And I'm sure that you probably resonate with this very deeply as, as a teacher and a leader we have been so conditioned against trusting our instincts mm-hmm. you know we'll know something but then we have to override it or we overthink it mm-hmm. she said that's one of the biggest disservices that our humanity has done to us in terms mm-hmm. of our education system disconnect us with our instincts oh absolutely because that's absolutely. what an authentic alpha female really listens to She knows herself so well. And, you know, it's crazy because I see it all the time in female leaders. They're amazing. They're charismatic. They're magnetic. But I'm like, could you survive in the wild? (laughs) 
Right. That's always my, I mean, I know it's wow. crazy. I'm a dog trainer and stuff like that, but I'm like, I get it that you've, you could survive in the human world. Right. But, but could you actually yeah. survive in nature? Would the animals actually listen to you? Not what other people listen to, wow. you, but would the animals actually take your leadership? And that's really the point where I jump in to facilitate these women in really grounding into and being able to, you know, clear out whatever, for whatever reasons, they disconnected to their natural instincts and then reconnect them back with it so that they don't have to be afraid of their fears. They can actually own it because they know it's only going to come out to protect them. But, you right. know, when we think about the word fierce, like you think of like a snarling wolf, you know, you think about somebody that's going to attack you. And it's like, no, from Ayana's understanding of what authentic alpha female is, she said, the bottom line is I'm here to bring out the best in everyone mm. that's in my circle. Wow. I'm here to bring out their greatness. I was like, dang. Dang. Oh my gosh. Everybody needs to rewind the last five minutes and listen to that again because that was medicine. Every bit of that. Yeah. And think about what we do in the human world. I mean, you know, this is an educator. We're crippling our kids. Oh God. When you said, I wrote it down. Freaking crippling them. And it's like, guys, I understand that you want to protect them, but an authentic alpha female doesn't come from fear. And then she like, instills that fear in her kids. She yeah. understands fierceness. She understands how to call clear boundaries. She calls bullshit, bullshit. I think we're way too politically correct. And we're like nice to each oh, other. With the children, we need yeah. to be calling each other out on our bullshit, females and males. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and it's not to be aggressive, but it's like, I spend time with animals because honestly, it's so simple. Oh, everything is yeah. so clear. Like they're not overanalyzing stuff. They're not telling me one thing to my face and saying something behind my back. They're not hiding their own crap. You know what I mean? Like we right. both show up in present. Right. And that, um, that that's one of the greatest things that the authentic alpha female, you know, has to share with us um, of, of how much further we can really grow into, I think, what the creator, you know, gave to us that is really our most natural way of living. Oh my gosh, I'm so lit up right now. Yeah, when you said (laughs) never attack the being, only correct the behavior, my head immediately went to education and how, and parenting and how we get that wrong. Like we attack the being all the time. All the time. And it has, I mean, you want to talk about psychological impact because here's the thing when you're angry, right. And you cannot even control that stuff and it gets launched at a kid or another human being. It's like, it's like you're throwing diarrhea or vomiting all over them yeah, and it literally fractures them. Then the beauty of right. what she's shown me physically with her presence, because she works with me with a lot of dogs and puppies and stuff. When she's in her fierce, no one actually gets afraid of her. They respect her. Exactly. Because she carries an energetic embodiment, not you know, from a mental perspective of like, I know more than you, and I went to this school and I'm miseducated and blah right. blah blah. Like with that's fragile. Intellect. That's yeah. fragile. 
Yeah. She so fully embodies it that they're like, fuck yeah, I want to follow you. Like, right. I, I want to please you. I want to, I, I want to be in your inside circle. Not because she's making them afraid, but because every animal in the wild kingdom, and this goes for humans too, except we've forgotten it. They all understand that part of love is also respect and humility. Humans have forgotten this. We have forgotten to respect ourselves. We have forgotten the humility of remembering that we all come from the same creator and we are all born out of love from the same creation. And in that distortion, that's where we've gone from, you know, where we should be in fear. That's where we've gone to anger and frustration because we've been wounded. Right. And that's the crap that we really need to clean up, which is the work that I kind of do in white, in my white wolf way, my authentic alpha female training. Like I help us really simply and clearly not about anybody else. This is about us cleaning up our own crap and really being able to in the moment, as soon as something happens, identify, well, how do I feel about it? Yeah. Not go into projection, right? Stay really, really clear because then what starts to happen too is when we start dropping, when we start owning what we really feel, what we're really experiencing, and we're very honest about it, then it actually stops us from projecting and we get mm-hmm. to start to see where other people have been projecting all over us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we get to get stop out reacting. of the react. Yeah, and, and yeah. exactly. And, and so it gives us that opportunity to get out of the reactionary game really quickly. So this is oh not about... The analysis of all of it. It's not about like, okay, how are you feeling? And how, it's like literally really body centered. Like, where did that hit you? Yeah. What were you feeling? And own it. And now from a space of ownership, how do you choose to respond to it mm-hmm. versus react to it? Mm-hmm. And I watch this yeah. in the animal world all the time because as I you know, work with them, I'm also sitting back a lot. Just watching, studying, how they do things. And honestly, it blows me away how clean and clear and effective they are. <laughs> yeah. You know, shit doesn't right. linger with them. No. Human abuse lingers with them because mm. it's a disto- it's a total distortion and a total disrespect of who they actually are as beings. Yeah. I land up cleaning that up in a lot of them, you know, where they've gotten wounded from the distorted, you know, hum- human reality. But it's always fascinating bringing humans into their worlds because honestly, it's like it brings humans back to the sacred remembering, right? Of who are we really? Not who we have been be or been conditioned to become based on certain people's factions of who they wanted us to be so they could control us, but one of the things that I've just learned as a summation of all my years of and all my decades of working with animals, they have been the ones that have literally brought me back home mm-hmm. to what it truly is to be the totality of my humanity. Mm-hmm. Not just being human. Right. You know, they brought me back to my humaneness and 
it's just been an extraordinary, extraordinary journey. Amazing. I, oh my gosh, I feel like we could talk all day. And I looked at the time and I was like, whoa, we've been talking away. So I want to go back before we close. I want to go back to what you were saying about you have an alpha female program. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Will you tell us, tell us about what you offer and where people can find you sure. so that, um, because none of us can get enough of you right now. And, um, <laughs> so where can we go? So you can go to the white wolf com, And that is a website. Literally that was co-created with Ayana, my white wolf mm. dog. Ayana basically is an emissary that came to me. Um, and she connected me with the white wolf alpha female council, um, leaders and Mm -hmm. these leaders started educating me, um, on the energetic planes about the real dynamic at play on this planet between the masculine and the feminine Mm -hmm. and the wisdom of the animals and the grace now that when we really do come back into this place of sacred remembering and sacred balance and remember too like all the stuff that's playing out it kind of had to play out right because mm-hmm. we had some mm-hmm. underlying shit and we had mm-hmm. to clean up the shadows mm-hmm. so what they came forth to share is as the shadows are clearing here's how we want to assist others in rebuilding a solid foundation of who they truly are Mm. without all the patriarchal programming and without, you know, the certain factions that have decided to take over things and program humans to their way of being. They said, you know, everything in native American culture comes full circle. It's all about a circle. So they said, we want you to participate in being a teacher in really um, minding people of the sacred hoop of all life communion that we all live in. And we want you to help remember the codes of conduct Mm. of what being an authentic alpha female or an authentic alpha male is really about, because it's not about the dominant. Now I might go into a situation and my energy might become the dominant energy of the situation because there's too many imbalances going on. So I'm using my energy as a dominating, I don't want to say force, but as a dominating frequency to clean up the crap so we can get back into true coherence mm-hmm. of, you know, unconditional love but remember too unconditional love has boundaries i saw a yin yang symbol Mm -hmm. once right and it was like be kind and respectful and take no shit (laughs) like one right and so go walk dollar yeah uh, i mean that truly is the authentic essence and especially when we bring in that fierceness which is which is what i teach in these trainings there's numerous there's nine different aspects of what i teach that directly came from Ayana and the White Wolf Council to help us. We, you know, look, we have cracks in our foundation. You know, that's, that's really 
just the kind of the bottom line of what's going on. And it's not a judgment. It's not a criticism. We all have it. I had it. That's why I had to walk this path. You know what I mean? To learn like, what the fuck does any of this really mean? Like, what the hell's going on here? And it was because of the purity of the animals and because of you know, the way the creator originally set it up. Um, I got, I got really schooled in what is the natural codes of conduct that really filter through the jungle and through the forest and through the beings on this planet that were brought here to keep sacred balance. And what am I going to need to teach the humans, <laughs> you know, of how to uh, walk in this way? And it's not my way. It's the creator's way. This mm-hmm. is a unifying way that brings all factions together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what race, religion, color, education, you know, financial background, sexual preference, um, skin color, like none of that matters. But from what the animals have taught, and especially in the white wolf lineage, in the alpha female lineage, um, they're like, no, there's pretty clear codes of conduct. Wow. And so... You know, I work with those women that are, it doesn't, you could be a mom, you could be the leader of a, you know, $50 million company. Like it doesn't matter. It's just those women that hear and know that calling souls. Right. That they're like, oh yeah, this was the thing I needed to remember about how to rebuild the foundation. Because, you know, we talk a lot about the matriarchy and the patriarchy. The patriarchy is kind of waning matriarchy is going to have to take over but the truth is without this wisdom honestly we're pretty much going to be doing the same shit as we did before yeah we're just just doing a feminine expression yeah Yeah. right and it's like oh no no no, this is not doing this the same way we've got to fill in the cracks of our foundation that we forgot um that have to do with what the animals came here to teach us right so So, beautiful yeah. yeah Thank you for doing the work that you do. Oh, you've you. totally blessed my life, and I'm so Aww. appreciative of you. I'm so honored. Yes. Alicia so Maine, everyone, get to know her. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Alicia. So welcome. And thank you, Sarah, for doing everything that you do. Thank you for blessing my life mm. with all of the things that you have taught me. And you know, I know that you came to me or we showed up in each other's lives to you know participate with each other but just thank you for sharing your kitties with me because <laughs> oh my god have i learned so much ah yeah uh, just by listening and i'm like you guys know about this stuff <laughs> they're like uh yeah right <laughs> like oh my god that's what i always like think my clients yeah. whether i'm working with them personally or their animals I never show up with the ego of like, I know what I'm doing and I'm the expert here. It's like, yeah, maybe I become an expert at listening, you know? Right. And I do have a very extensive background and I'm a lot of training, but I just show up and I just listen what is being asked and what needs to happen. And right. I think that's truly one of the greatest gifts of studying with the animals and potentially being an, alpha, an authentic alpha female myself. Like, I don't come in like I know. The only right. thing I know is myself and how to trust my instincts. Right. 
Because what you know and that cognition no longer defines your worth. No. And you're bringing in those instincts and you're listening. Yes. Yeah, that's the feminine. And that's the thing that, you know, I think women, as women, we've been so indefensive listened to. Yeah, right. And what this work does is you learn to listen to you. You learn Mm -hmm. to reground into your instincts, into your natural knowing, because that's one of the things, I mean, if you want to call it a thriving skill or a survival skill, either one, use both ways. Right. But I think that that is the biggest thing that we as women are um, or can learn from the authentic alpha females on the planet that are in animal bodies because they totally listen to themselves. There is nothing else. Right. That's what I was just going to say. What else is there? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. So that's that's kind of really what I teach. I just help you cool. on the deepest levels to yourself. And there is a fierceness to it. I mean, I call bullshit on people all the time. Yeah. I was like, I'm not feeling it. If I'm not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Okay. So like, let's not fake it till we make it. Let's really learn to be right. it. Right. Because when that energy gets activated through the human species, especially in the females, the wars are going to stop. That exactly. was one thing Ayana told me. She said, look, this is not work wow. to, to fight the patriarchy. No. This is work to stand up and call the boundaries. So the shit that they've been doing can no longer and will no longer take place. Right. Standing in the truth of what is sacred. That's it. What is standing real. in the yeah. truth. It's like you don't have to go to war. You just stand right. in the truth. Right. Just and the it. truth is big enough to make the bullshit actually turn and retreat. Right. And this starts in our lives and our families and yeah. our relationships. It starts in our bodies. Our children in our bodies. Yes. It starts in us first yeah. before yeah. it even right. reaches out. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when we're talking about changing the world, it's like, yeah, you start with you and then it ripples out. Exactly. That's all you need to do. You just need to be you. That's it. And it's not, like I said, it's not a fake it till you make it. No. It's a very interesting. Yeah. It's embodied. But what's so interesting is like, for me, I always hated the word vulnerable. You know, it was like a curse Mm. word. It was Mm. like, get it away from me. There's a vulnerability and being able to be so strong in your fierceness, but also be able to be so okay in your softness, mm-hmm. because you know that if your fierceness needs to step in, oh, it will. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's something that you become even so much stronger when you're not afraid of your fierce, but you actually own it right. instead of it owning you, that that is what the alpha females and the authentic alpha females of the wild kingdom keep telling me, it's like, this is what you need to teach and share with the women. You have to help them, you know, um, fill in that crack, so to speak in their foundation, because this is who they really are. And this is what will truly shift the world. Absolutely. And I think to the, the heart, you know, like an animal is not going to get disconnected Mm-mm. from their heart. And as a woman who really climbed the career ladder and had trauma ridden through my body and uh, like I was in a service capacity, but mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, I was actually disconnected from my heart 
because I had this uh, trauma in my body. So I was disembodied. And also I was doing this badass fierceness thing. Right. And so it was, it was, you know, it was the best I could do, but it was like false. And I was disconnected from my heart. Yes. And it's almost like a compensation because yeah absolutely because I, w- I was very much like that too you know having suffered trauma and sexual abuse at a younger age and physical abuse right. and emotional abuse it's like it, there was like this overcompensation which was that anger right because right. it was like I had to get angry enough to take care of myself but once Ayana showed me what that direct embodied energy of fierce was Right. It was like, look, yeah, there's, you know, still things I need to move through and grow through. And I'm sure that there are still things that are going to make me fearful. But when I really recognize that I have this energy, like it will get as big as it needs to, to protect me. And once I was able to no longer be afraid of that. Right. It's like everything changed because I was like, all right. Like I do have that capacity inside of myself. It's here. I am Mm -hmm. not going to deny it anymore. Right. And there's something about the, like truly like owning it, not just thinking about it, not just trying to project it, but like truly being it. It was like, Oh wow. That is the self protection. That is Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. just the self protection. It's the protection of our children. It's the protection Mm -hmm. of our spouses. It, it's the protection of our animals and our earth and our, you know, our very existence. Right. And so we're not just literally like fighting against the patriarchy. Do you know what I mean? Is like, it's the masculine versus the feminine. Mm-mm. It's the, it's like, we're not even fighting with the masculine. We're so deeply reclaiming the feminine and that fierceness that the mm-hmm. masculine finally grasps it and respects yeah honors mm-hmm. yeah and and they get back into balance so and then they get you know their, all the things yeah. that we could be saying like oh it's the patriarchy and we're yelling and screaming well you know moms yell and scream at their kids oftentimes so men mm-hmm. don't really fully hear that they just hear their mom screaming and they ignore mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. but when a woman gets fierce and she's anchored and her energy and that heart energy and the mind energy and even gut energy is all anchored down like i am immovable mm-hmm. that's when men really start to listen mm. and it's funny isn't it in the natural world mm-hmm. they never say don't get between a papa bear and its cubs they always mm-hmm. say don't mm-hmm. get between a mama bear and her cubs mm-hmm. not because she wants to hurt you but she will fight to the death to protect her children right Right. And that's a very different energy than being angry. That commitment that you know that you have in your body. Not that anybody should die. That's not what I'm inferring. But just the fact that you will stand your ground because it means the protection of this entire world. I love that. That is something that the mask does not want to reckon with. And that's why, you know, I think when Ayana told me, if women really embody this, there will be no more wars. Right. Because that fierceness of the feminine actually stops all wars. I love it. Yeah. It's amazing. Great, Mama. Thank you Thank so you. much for being here. 
thank you for inviting me. What a rich conversation. Yeah. Listeners are so blessed with this one. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. To read my blog, schedule sessions, and learn more about upcoming offerings, go to sarahpoet.com. Tailored private mentorships are available for women at various points on their reunification path, from claiming the voice to true union templates. And online e-courses are there if you're just wanting a taste. Women's group and couples coaching information is also on the web. Again, sarahpoet.com. I'll see you there, and don't forget to sign up for my email list. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.